Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley, or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 187 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we are coming at you with an article that is based on the title going to be pretty encouraging. Uh, the article title is called Americans Desire for Large Families Hits 50-Year High. Um, and again, I want I do want to draw it by the Institute for Family Studies, and I do want to draw your attention to the fact that this is not a measurement, but it is a uh, measurement of Americans' desire for large families. So this is not an indication of um, the actual numbers of who has a large family but a measurement of who wants a large family, which is definitely encouraging to me. Uh, even if we're not seeing the actual numbers of large families uh, in the world today, just to, just the simple fact that people are actually moving in that direction again and wanting to do that is, is very encouraging. And I really, really can't wait to share this article with you guys. This was actually sent to me by my uh, father who wanted to see what I thought of this article. So thanks, shout out to Jeff Hensley for sending me this <clears throat> article to review for you guys live on the show. Um, Really, really excited for it. Most of the articles that I read regarding families in the world today are not, you know, positive in the sense of painting the family in any, you know, good light. It's really most of the time uh, an attack on the nuclear family or a measurement of how family numbers are declining in recent years. <clears throat> so really excited to uh, get into this article and talk about that with you guys. <coughs> Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into this article. <clears throat> it says, it was published on September 25th of the year 2023, and it says Americans' desire for large families hits 50-year high, and it is by Melanie Notkin again, uh, and it is an, a blog post written by the Institute for Family Studies. If you'd like to check the article out in the description, you are welcome to, and I will include it in the show notes. And for those of you who are subscribed to the show, you can read along with us on Spotify. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start. It says the desire for large families is back in vogue in America, but will that wish be fulfilled? Not since the sweeping social changes of the late 1960s have more Americans considered a larger family of three or more children ideal, Gallup revealed today in its latest social series survey on the ideal number of children. 
While the preference for larger families has seen a slow and steady increase over the last several years, new Gallup polls show the highest percentage point in 50 years. Today, 45% of Americans see three or more children as ideal, a steep increase from 38% in 2013 and an even wider gap from 33% in 2003. So in, since 2003, in the last 20 years, we people have decided that uh, having a larger family, three children or more, is actually better um, than having either no children at all or a small family. And it went up from 33% of people who thought large families were good in 2003 to 45%, no, yeah, to 45% of Americans uh, now. So, you know, that's a huge jump. <clears throat> Really encouraging to me too, especially uh, because we talk about on the show a lot about the benefits of having a multi generational family. To use the words of Jeremy Pryor and family teams, um, who is uh, uh, we're doing a lot of work in this area. But uh, a multi generational family is basically a family that is not just a nuclear family where you have a mom, dad, and children, which is great. And we would never, I would never say anything to come against that. But adding to the strength and reinforcing the the strength of the nuclear family by having additional generations in that family. So for example, grandparents, uh, uncles, aunts, having cousins involved, having the youngest, you know, great grandchildren as a member of the family, living an integrated lifestyle as close as you can possibly be to this, to this family unit that you're building, this sort of family dynasty, this sort of family empire, instead of basically, you know, as soon as you get married, starting from scratch, uh, which we, we've argued, you know, for that for, for a long time, for a number of reasons, including financial benefits and uh, family stability benefits. And when it comes to a multi-generational family, you're not just one divorce away from having p- children without, you know, a caregiver uh, or a broken, fractured family unit. People can step in to fill the void there uh, when there are life catastrophes and disasters that strike and, and, and affect a family in a negative way. So there are lots of reasons that, and, and, and including this, your your resources, the family's resources are going to be vastly more, um, you know, sufficient when you've, when you've got so many different streams of income from all the members of the family. Um, um, you know, pouring into one singular, uh, you know, pie, stockpile, so to speak. So there are a lot of reasons for it that I would say are, are definitely benefits. As in, in addition to these, you've got you don't have the struggles of having to drive, you know, eight hours away to visit your family, maybe once every two or three years for Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving or something. You're actually doing life together every day. Um, so living in the same area living as integrated as possible and having that stability uh, beyond just the nuclear family, beyond the the parent team with the children, I think has comes with a lot of benefits. Um, it really does. And uh, I'm really encouraged that people are not only moving it so far. This article has not really talked about multi-generational families. It's more talking about nuclear families that they are just people are wanting to have a larger nuclear family, which is still very encouraging to me. I mean, I think having children is a wonderful thing. It's a blessing from the Lord. Laney and I cannot wait to uh, have children and begin pouring ourselves into the next generation. I do that every day at work uh, as a public school teacher. Um, but it, there's, there's really something special about doing it with your own children. I'm sure I can't say that from personal experience as I am not a parent yet, but I cannot wait for the time when I actually get to pour into the next generation, into my children, my own flesh and blood, my own offspring instead of uh, other people's, which there's nothing against pouring into other people's children. That's wonderful. But I think guys, if you have the opportunity uh, to become a parent, to become a father, if you've been uh, given the ability to have children, um, I think that's something that you definitely need to pursue. I mean, I, I, the alternative to that is, of course, you know, never having 
um, you know, never raising children, never having somebody take care of you when you're old, never having grandchildren, never have, never continuing your family line. Uh, there are serious consequences to not having children. So I think we need to really understand that. Um, and it's very encouraging to me to see that these people 47, or I'm sorry, um, let's see. Yeah. 47% of adults per- prefer a, well, let's see here. No, it says, at the back of the article, it says, I don't want to give you the wrong statistic. Today, 45% of Americans see three or more children as ideal. So um, that, and that again, that's up from, you know, 33% in 2003 who, who thought that was a good idea. So very encouraging to me. I uh, love to see people who actually want to have kids. I do, I was just kind of scrolling through the stats on the birth rates of the country on the, the CDC website before I started recording this episode. And I do think there is still a low birth rate, even a record low birth rate in, in a lot of ways. Um, in the country right now. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. So we definitely need to start realizing these desires of having more children. It's like uh, the desire itself is not enough. Uh, We're not even, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong guys, I I could have this stat wrong, but I don't even think that we're actually replacing ourselves in the world today. So we're having children at a rate that is not even replacing the current population. So the the population is definitely shrinking. And I don't think that is a recipe for, um, you know, a healthy future. I mean, if you're not birthing contributors, then you're not, you're not, you're, there's not going to be that much growth and innovation and breakthrough. If you're not even replacing the current number of, you know, world changers today. And of course, people will say, well, people, most people aren't contributors, they're consumers, they just destroy everything that they come in contact with, and they don't contribute and all that. Well, yes, there are going to be people like that. But that's no excuse to just not have children. Uh, what it is, what it should tell you to do, what it should prompt you to do is say, I'm not going to raise a, con- a child who consumes only. I'm going to raise a child who contributes to the growth of whatever is around them and actually makes things ordered, turns things that are disordered into things that are ordered. And uh, it's kind of a reverse entropy machine, so to speak. Raise children who actually do things that are good for those around them, particularly those people closest to them, instead of raising children who just simply consume uh, and 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 destroy what they come into contact with. <clears throat> so really excited to see people wanting bigger families. Let's move on with the article though. It says uh, just two percent of Americans favor having no children. So that's that's a that's a very encouraging stat to me, uh, especially because that's not really indicative of the the evidence that I've been seeing. Anytime I talk to somebody in my geographic area who is you know a member of Gen Z and uh, unmarried, usually has the opinion that having children is not a good idea because uh, they say things like children are a leech on your life, your life is over, you can't do anything fun, um, you're cleaning, you know, you're 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 wiping diapers at two a.m. in the morning, you're not getting any sleep. They just start listing all these things. Your life is miserable. Um, and what I don't think those people realize is <clears throat> that there is a joy and an intrinsic reward that you get from serving, um, you know, and, and meeting the needs of a child who, you know, is so dependent on you that you can't really replicate in any other area of life. There is a reward and an intrinsic feeling of satisfaction that you get from being a parent that you simply cannot replicate by doing anything else in life. And so those people who choose to go without children are saying, well, I'll give up that feeling. I'll give up that uh, intrinsic reward. I'll give up that sense of purpose and that that sense of reward that you get from doing something that matters so much. I'm going to give that up, and I'm just going to, uh, you know, pursue a life of of pointless frivolity and individual, you know, dreams and goals and hobbies, and that's all I'm really going to do with my life. I'm just going to make myself happy without actually serving other people. 
and contributing to the future of, you know, the next generation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to partake in that. I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to have the attitude that every, everybody who made the decision to have children up to me was right, but I'm actually going to stop that and not continue the cycle. Everybody who made the decision to have me, all, all the, all my parents and all their parents and all their parents and all their parents who made the decision to have children, I'm grateful for them uh, going through all the hardship that they did to bring me into the world, but I'm not going to do that for the next generation. I'm going to stop that with me. Um, and there, and I'm, I'm going to just going to try and live up my life the best way I can by myself alone. And I don't think that's a good way to live uh, for the reasons that I just gave you. So it's very encouraging to me that just 2% of Americans, according to this article, favor having no children. In other words, they have the capability to have children. They're not barren, but they uh, are in favor of having no children. So very encouraging. I would disagree with those people very strongly. Uh, the article says for those who prefer a larger family, most 29% consider three the right number. Very interesting. So three children is what they decided is the right number, while 12% raised their ideal number to four. An additional 2% say that five is best, and the remaining 2% say that only six or more children is the ideal family size. So as the number of children goes up, less and less people think that that is an ideal family size. The the uh, the most popular category is people who think that three children is the right number. And people, that's so, that's so odd, guys. People always ask me that question about, you know, um, what, how many children do you want to have? Uh, even my wife, Lainey, asked me this recently, and I just thought it was an odd question, um, not because um, there was anything wrong with the question itself, but because it's just, it's so funny to me that people always ask that particular question. It's not, do you want to have children? Why do you want to have children? What do you plan on doing with your children? It's how many do you want to have, which I just think is so funny because I don't think the number matters as much insofar as um, you know, as long as you're replacing the population and actually growing the number of people, I don't think that, you know, there's an, there's a, there's a specific number that's good. Um, I just think that it's, I think there are more important questions as to like, what do you, how are you going to raise those children? What are, what's going to be your ultimate values, et cetera. It's like, why is, how many are you going to have always asked? But it is an interesting question. Uh, clearly most people who think children, having three or more children is a good idea, think that three is the right number. Um, 12% say four, an additional 2% say five, and then the remaining 2% say six. Um, so very interesting as the number of children goes up, less and less people think that's ideal. I think all of those numbers are great. Um, obviously the more children you have, you can, <clears throat> it, depending on, especially if you started having children later in your, your life as a woman, you do embrace more risks to your physical health. I think the more children you have, the more complications that there could be, particularly if you've had a lot of C-sections. Um, there's some risks to your uterine lining and things like that. Just just as you get older, it just gets harder for your body to do that. So I would say that, um, you know, you, th there is a point where it's it can be actually dangerous for you to continue having children. I would never want to put my wife through that. But um, just having, you know, children, just having children, I think is a great goal and not thinking in so, so much about the number. Um, maybe, and again, that's just my personal thoughts on it. Let me know what you guys think. Reach out and let me know what you thought through the link in the show notes. You can send me a personalized audio voice message. I'd love to hear what you think on this subject, and especially because it's in your own voice. Tell me what you think the average, or what, I'm sorry, what you think the best ideal family size should be for you personally and why. Um, for me, again, the number is not so much important as I would like to have one boy and one girl at least, and then, you know, keep having children as long as we can without, uh, health risks to my wife, um, and things like that, you know, making sure that we're within the fertility window, things like that. So again, having children as early as possible, having children, period, getting married young. These are some strong values that we have on the show for reasons that we've discussed elsewhere. If, you, if you'd like to check out more about what we've said on those issues, research, just uh, type um, restoring rapport followed by whatever keyword you'd like. 
We have about almost 200 episodes now on the subject of marriage, family, and having children and the importance of community. So any of those, any of those topics, we have a lot of content on. Um, so if you're interested in any topic in particular, just search that topic with Restoring Rapport and whatever we've done on the issue will come up. All right, guys, that is where we are going to wrap up this episode. If you enjoyed the content you heard in this episode, reach out and let me know what you thought of it through the link in the show notes. You can send me a personalized audio voice message giving me thanks, comments, questions, feedback, an alternate perspective, your story, anything at all. We would love to hear those. It makes us feel super connected to you guys as audience members, and it makes the podcasting system two-way. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.